Shridevi Mahatmyam Parayam. So we'll be continuing the third episode today, chapter 8 and 9. Very good morning. Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Shridevi Mahatmyam Parayam. Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwaraha Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Meditation on Maha Saraswati Wielding in her lotus hands the bell, trident, plowshare, conch, pestle, discus, bow and arrow Her luster is like that of a moon shining in autumn sky she is born from the body of Gauri and is the sustaining base of the three worlds. That Mahasaraswati I worship here, who destroyed Shumba and other Asuras. So let us continue from chapter 8. Just a quick recap. Yesterday, the two Asuras were destroyed, that is killed by her and that is Chanda and Munda. So she became famous and came to be known as the goddess, the you know, famous in the world as goddess Chamunda, one who kills the Chanda and Munda. Who are these two demons? Just a quick recap. It's a lust and greed. So now, let us continue. And also we did another um, asura called Dhumralochana. One who clouds your vision, doesn't allow you to see the truth. So please be very careful. When such things are happening, you need to understand who has risen within you and overcome with the beautiful power which is vested within yourself. So chapter 8, the sage said, When Chanda was killed and the Asura, Munda, was felled and when most of the armies were destroyed, the Veneris Shumba, the lord of the Asuras, with mind subjugated by wrath, commanded the marshalling of all Asura armies. Now, let the 86 Asuras with all their forces and uplifted weapons and the 84 of Kambu clan along with their forces set out for battle. Isn't that so funny? One goddess and imagine the number of Asuras are going to fight. So don't you understand the power that is there within you of who the Shakti is? Let 50 of the Kotibiriya Asura families and 100 of the Dhaumra families come out by my command. Likewise, let the Asura clans, Kalaka, Dhaurida, Maurya and Kalikeya hasten and start ready for battle by my command. Commanding thus, Shumba, the lord of Asuras, the cruel despot, set out, surrounded by thousands of huge armies, one Devi and so many armies and she is capable. That is the Shakti which is there within us. The power to destroy any evil. Seeing that ferocious army advancing, Chandika filled the space between the earth and the sky with twangs of the bowstring. O king, then the lion made a very big roar. The mother amplified those sounds by the ring of the bell. Kali who filled the quarters with the noise coming out of her gaping mouth. Submerged with her terrific roars, the twangs of the bowstring, the roar of the lion and the ring of the bell. Hearing this noise, the infuri infuriated armies of the Asuras surrounded the Devi, lion and Kali on all the four directions. O king, meanwhile, 
for ensuring the destruction of the enemies of gods and the existence of the great gods, the forces of Brahma, Shiva, Guha, Vishnu and Indra, possessed of great valor and strength, emerged out of their respective forms. Whatever was the form of the Godhead, whatever his ornaments and vehicle, in that very guise, his force came to fight the Asuras. Seating on the aerial chariot, yoked with swans, having the rosary of beads and water pot, came forth the force of Brahma. She is called Brahmani. Maheshwari came mounted on the bull, holding the great trident with huge serpents for bangles and with the digit of the moon for ornament. The mother of Kaumari, sorry, the mother Kaumari came to fight the Asuras in the form of Guha, mounted on the pretty peacock and wielding the lance in her hand. Likewise, Vaishnavi, the force of Vishnu, came on the scene, seated on Garuda, with the conch, discus, mace, the bow sarang, saranga, and the sword in her hands. The one who took the incomparable form of Vishnu, the sacrificial boar, she also came as the Shakti, Varahi, in a boar-like form. Narasimhi came there as well, bearing a similar form to that of Narasimha, and the constellations of stars were scattered hither and thither whenever she took whenever she shook her mane. Seated on the king of elephants, with the thunderbolt in hand, and possessed of thousand eyes, Aindri joined the fray. She was just like Indra. Thereupon, Shiva, surrounded by those forces of the gods, told Chandika, Let the Asuras be killed without delay. Out of love for me. How beautiful is it? What is he saying? Let the Asuras be killed without delay, out of love for me. So everything, even this war is fought out of love, not with hatred, not with anger. It is depicted, oh, how powerful is the goddess. But please understand, whether it is the gods or the goddesses, they are all very compassionate beings. When they kill these Asuras, what are they granting them? They are granting them moksha because they are being killed in the hands of the divine beings. Imagine how powerful is this. Please remember, in the world of God, everybody gets an opportunity to get redeemed. But the choice is yours. The path that you choose, whether do you want to be destroyed or killed like this, or do you want to evolve the path of righteousness and attain the lotus feet of these divine beings, the gods and the goddesses? How do you want it to happen? That is what something that you need to understand. So even Lord Sri Krishna has said, when he kills anyone, right, he kills them with compassion. He's killing them out of love. When Sri Ram killed, you know, Ravana, what did what happened to him? Actually, Ravana attained Sri Ram. Isn't that so beautiful? You know, we talk about all these demons. Imagine this beautiful story. Here is mentioned about Narasimha. You know, Bhakta Prahalad was born to a demon, but he became God. He was the greatest devotee of the God. When I say he became God, what I mean is that he had all the divine qualities in him. Though being born from a demonic womb, that is what it means. My Krishna Guruji teaches this. He says, how should it matter where you are born, to whom you are born? It's only a vehicle. Body is just a vehicle. You have the knowledge. You have the grace. You have to use this knowledge and the grace to overcome all these demonic vrittis, these tendencies and this inherent nature and become divine. You can become the greatest devotee of Lord by being like Bhakta Prahalad, by following the path of 
sattva guna, this goodness alone. And then we become that. But to evolve beyond, you have to chuck all that. There is no good and bad in this world. Everybody is perfect in their places. If you look at the Lord's universe, this whole truth, this war that you're talking about is a perfect balance. Even when we say somebody is evil, that even that evil beings get an opportunity to get redeemed. That is why Sai Baba in his Koti says, you know, Baba uplift those who have actually fallen down quite a bit because everybody should be given a chance to redeem themselves. So the demons, the you know, people with demonic qualities, demonic you know, disposition, they are also given that opportunity to rise, to rise above. But if they don't, of course, they get destroyed like this by the great gods themselves. So they attain that wheel. Likewise, Sai Baba also says, or you take any guru, you know, whether it is in Guru Charitra, Dattatre or Narsim Saraswati, you name any guru, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa Ji, everybody has taught one very beautiful lesson. That is, they come here, you know, they uplift the unrighteous people. Why? Because that's very important. They have to be given an opportunity. It's not about doing good to somebody who's already good, you know. That is fine. They are already on the path. It is good that they are evolving. Perfectly fine. But everybody has to get an opportunity. Even the unrighteous people get opportunity to rise above. So in the world of God, it's a perfect balance. And this balance we never understand. We always think that the God's world is, you know, always having disparity or it is, you know, there's a huge imbalance that exists because we're using our petty mind to judge. And the balance is never understood by you and me. So we should never judge. And please remember, only the divine mom, the divine master or the Lord only knows. Only he knows everybody's past, present and the future. So we cannot make judgments. But we have been given an opportunity to become divine, to become this Devi, to understand the Shakti, the power, the power of the God that exists within us. That's why we say it is energy, it is power. It's described in those different words, you know. Because there is no, like, God is God, all this. It's only an active and a passive principle. Shakti is the active principle of the Divine Lord. So this truth, when you understand, you will be able to overcome these demons in your own world and become that Divine Being. Thereupon, okay. Then, from the body of the Goddess emerged a terrific force of Chandika, roaring frightfully like hundred jackals yelling together. She, the unvanquished, told Shiva of the matted, smoke-hued smoke hair. Lord, please go as a messenger to the presence of Shumba and Nishumba. Tell those two arrogant, what is the word she's using? Arrogant. Asuras, Shumba and Nishumba and the other Asuras that might be present, there, ready for battle. Let Indra get the sovereignty of the triple world. Let the gods partake the oblations. You go to the nether regions if you want to live. Or else, proud of your strength, if you desire battle, then come by all means. Let my jackals feed contentedly on your flesh. As that Devi employed Shiva himself as a messenger, she became renowned in this world as Shivaduti. Those great asuras, Hearing the words of the goddess communicated by Shiva were filled with indignation and repaired to the place where Katyayani stood. Then, in the beginning itself, their fury roused. The enemies of the immortals showered on the goddess volleys of arrows, lances and double-edged swords. And she cut asunder playfully 
with her powerful arrows released from her full drawn bow the arrows the spears the lances and the hatchets aimed at her see here the different 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 goddesses mentioned everybody has one power potential everybody is known for a power that they they you know they hold and that is the power that has to be used for destroying that particular asuras because today if you if you you know if we have gone through i mean if you've listened to the devi mahatmyam from day one there are different kinds of asuras and most importantly every time an asura comes he comes the huge armies what does it mean that demonic tendencies that one you know evil propensity within us has a huge army it means that it's always going to use that energy that armies to destroy the goodness within us it doesn't want to leave that god within us in its peaceful manner no that that quality of goodness it doesn't want us to have so the demons are always waiting to destroy that so you need to be very careful which means you need to understand what kind of a weapon you have to use to overcome these demons within you an example simple example say if you are filled with my we say mahishasura right buffalo demon represents inertia lethargy laziness how do you overcome that just by self discipline by not allowing your mind to take over you know or do exactly what your mind is asking you to do say example you wake up in the morning and your mind says today oh god so okay, today you don't have to go for a walk you just can relax one day and if you listen to that mahishasura within you and you allow that to happen and not go for the walk you have actually let the demon take over your mind so it's a small things like this so what should you do at that time at that time you have to hold your strength and say no come what may i'm not going to listen to my mind but i will go on for my walk and when you go for your walk and come then you have overcome and it's not one day you have to do it consistently every day and that means you're disciplining yourself so this is the power that is called the shakti that's sorry that's called the uh, weapon the weapon you are using and that weapon has to be used every single day it doesn't mean one day you use it and then next day i yeah fine okay it's, i'm done i've done it now i'm able to achieve the moment even you think oh now i've overcome this trouble within me or this challenge within me i'm telling you even before you realize the demon has already stricken you it has already you know made sure that you're not going for the walk it it comes with that kind of armies it so it overpowers your mind and then you don't even know what hit you that's that's what happened because we get lost in our mind space we given to our mind body senses everything you know last few days that i have been having slightly so thought you know just and then i said oh i shouldn't fall sick i shouldn't fall sick the moment you think that i shouldn't fall sick the demons are working you know it, they will come in any form they will put in they will become an impediment to your growth they'll create an obstacle okay now let me give her a cold so this is all creation of the mind alone but if you think you have a cold you're falling sick then what happens you become low in your productivity and you're not able to perform well so these are the obstacles that come but how do you overcome with the power and strength that you have you should not stop okay so what if you're having a sore throat or a cold take a medicine take a los angeles i mean uh, los angeles and then you know cough drops have a some syrup and then go on do you can do it don't you think you have the strength within you of course you have but what will stop you if you okay no i i can't speak my throat is hurting 
then i'm going to today take a break i'll tell i can't do my satsang today if you give in to it like that then you have already let the demon conquer you so never do anything like that these are the simple things you have to recognize how they work in our world the moment you understand you will rise above the will to rise above has to come from within you nobody can give you this empowerment from outside please remember there is nobody who can empower you only knowledge is given knowledge can only cut asunder the ignorance knowledge is there so that you can win fight in this world and win within yourself and in this world as well brahmani at whomsoever she rushed she made those enemies lose their strength and spirit by sprinkling on them the water from her water pot maheshwari with her trident vaishnavi with her discus see everybody has a weapon what does maheshwari have trident vaishnavi with her disc discus and the infuriated kaumari with her lance slew the asuras so you have to use different different weapons to kill the different kinds of demons the offspring of diti and banu fell on the ground in hundreds split by the stroke of aindri's thunderbolt emitting streams of blood pounded by the assailing snout of the boar formed goddess wounded in the chest by the edge of her tusk and rent by her discus they fell filling the sky and the waters with her roar narsimhi roamed about in the battlefield devouring the other great asuras torn by her claws frustrated by the terrific loud laughter of shivaduti the asuras fell on the ground and she promptly ate them up oh that sounds gross <laughs> as they fell she eats them up seeing the angry host of mothers smashing the great asuras thus by various means the troops of the foes of the gods took to their heels noticing that the asuras assailed by the host of mothers were intent on running away the great asura rakta bija enraged came forward to fight wow who's this again rakta bija let me explain let us understand what happens you know who is this great asura and what does he do no sooner a drop of blood falls from his body on the ground than a great asura of his size springs forth on the earth oh my god imagine you destroy that asura one drop of blood creates another offspring of that similar kind of an asura So imagine if a stream of blood falls then what happens then so many different so many asuras are getting born what does this mean this means you know that what is the demon that represents do you even recognize one drop of blood is giving rise to another asura what does it tell you you know within us this is like a bad thought an evil thought one thought leads to hundreds of other thoughts it's like it's exactly the representation right if one drop of blood falls then there's another asura coming so you know one thought is leading to another thought another thought another thought another thought and what happens we get lost in that have you ever observed yourself how the thoughts work in your mind you take one thought and you start dwelling on it it goes into it and the streams of thoughts keep coming and that to all evil thoughts it's very difficult to overcome what does it tell you the power of this demonic you know qualities is so strong but how do you overcome that is what we are learning so never give rise to this evil thought first of all you should not even think evil that is what we are being taught in spiritual we should not think bad about anybody like my krishna guruji always always will stick to his teaching to 
everybody one important lesson and that is you know don't harbor evil thoughts even if the other person is bad wrong no matter what they have done to you do not think evil about anybody do not think bad about anybody no matter what they might have done to you you should not you know why then you are giving rise to rakta bija and then what happens is to overcome one that one evil thought you have to put tremendous amount of the effort and what is the weapon what is that effort the weapon that is used is you have to think 100 good thoughts to overcome that one evil thought imagine that it's like the you know ganga jal you take a bottle of ganga water and you put just one drop of potassium cyanide in that the whole ganga water becomes poison then even if i say this is ganga tea then offer it to you would you even drink it no you will not the same way our mind in one wrong thought one evil thought destroys the entire goodness that you have like that in no time so imagine the goodness is very easy to get destroyed but the evil can be achieved very easily and that is why today if you look at you know everybody falls into that evil trap because of this demonic tendencies that we have we don't know how to overcome just a mind say oh look this she said bad things about you look she is speaking bad things about you that's one good thing one one tiny thing is enough but the mind is never going to tell you no she is telling this for your good alone you know that mind will never say imagine if your mother scolds you or you know your sister or brother you fight between each other and then you say your brother will call you names your sister will call you names or your friend or your husband anybody you know there's a fight but we we hold on to that one thing and then all the goodness that is there we forget but what is that we retain is that one bad thing and that is what comes forth so my krishna guruji teaches you know to overcome this tendency or this evilness within us he'll always say remember the good about everybody don't take the bad all of us have the divine and the evil within us the god and demons exist within us but who do you want to be is a choice that you have so why take the bad aspect of some person so my krishna guruji teaches always to see a good in everybody what is the good that they are known for you know one evil destroys the entire goodness that one evil or just one one wrong thing it it might not be wrong according to you but it is wrong according to another person so again everybody's point of view is very different why because they understand in their own mind in the way they have to understand so you can't change another person's view or a, you know or understanding until some day that realization comes when the universe itself works to give that lesson till that till such time you will never understand you know when even even with a guru in spiritual world i'm just giving an example when we evolve on the path of spirituality the guru is going to test you in various ways to see whether you have that absolute faith or not see because remember the mind is always going to instigate okay it doesn't want you to rise above it doesn't want you to evolve on the path of spirituality so when such test comes if you don't apply the lessons learned this knowledge that that you have what happens is you allow that mind to take over which means then you fail that test so the demon has already conquered and that is why you have to again you know get back and learn the same thing all over again till you don't succeed and pass the test see you can't go from first standard to 10th standard right you have to go step by step 
like you have to first pass the first standard then you have to clear second standard then you have to go to third standard but till such time you have that lesson if you are not able to cross over the second standard itself then you have to keep giving the test till that final exam right till you are able to clear it otherwise you can't so that is how even in life whether it is in the you know in the material world or in the spiritual world we have to understand this truth so the choice always is with you whether you want to be godly or you want to become a demon good or evil is within you who do you want to be is the choice that only you have to make so don't ever fall into the thoughts that come in you know what you should do simply a very simple remedy when any such kind of thoughts disturb you just say krishna arpan or whoever is your divine god chant his name take his name say lord please this thoughts are disturbing me i surrender to you the mind is instigating you know me against you i love you dear lord please take care of me that is all is you need to say the divine lord will work magic but how much is your shraddha and bhakti is what will make it happen so that empowerment rests with you alone knowledge is what is given to you tools and weapons are given to you but fight you must with mace in hand the great asura combated with indra's force then indri struck rakta bija with her thunderbolt struck by the thunderbolt blood from him soon flowed out in abundance from that sprang up warriors of his stature and of his might imagine number of warriors so number of evil thoughts keep springing up as many drops of blood fell from his body so many men were born of his valor strength and prowess and those men born out of blood fought to be the mothers more terribly hurling fierce weapons imagine that that bad thought becomes bigger and bigger and bigger they become great in power because you've already given feed to them and it's it's growing in growing in numbers so don't encourage never encourage that again when his head was hurt with the fall of the thunderbolt the flood sorry the blood flowed and from that men were born in thousands in the battle vaishnavi struck struck him with the discus aindri hit that lord of the asuras with a mace the world was pervaded by thousands of great asuras of his size when they were born from the stream of blood flowing out of the cut inflicted of vaishnavi's discus Kaumari struck him with her lance and Varahi with her sword. Maheshwari assaulted the great Asura Raktabija with her trident. The great Asura Raktabija too, filled with anger, struck the mothers with his mace individually and severally. Struck variously by lances, spears, and other weapons. Whenever the stream of blood fell on the ground, then from there sprung up Asuras in hundreds. The entire world was pervaded by the asuras born out of that asuras blood. By that, the gods became very much frightened. Seeing the gods dejected, Chandika laughed and soon said to Kali, "O oh Chamunda, keep your mouth wide open. <laughs> What is she going to do now? See, just, just listen, ah, huh? carefully." And with this mouth, quickly taking the drops of blood generated by the fall of my weapons. and the great asuras generated out of the drops of blood roam about in the battlefield devouring the great asuras born out of him thus this asura will perish losing all his blood as as you will be drinking them no more of the fierce asuras will come into being having directed her thus the god is then struck him with the spear kali caught in her mouth the blood of rakta bija 
Then he struck Chandika with his mace, but the stroke of mace did not cause her pain in the least. On the other hand, blood flowed copiously from the stricken parts of his body, and whenever it flowed, Chamunda took it in her, took it with her, with her mouth. And whoever were the asuras born out of the blood taken in her mouth, Chamunda ate them up and went on drinking his blood. Oh my God, that's so gross! <laughs> I'm sure you're imagining this. Imagine like this, but what does it mean? Which means that you have the power to destroy this evil, you know, evil tendency, the demonic qualities of that evil thoughts only by. How, how, what is she doing? She's drinking all. Which means our thoughts, we don't have to throw it out. We don't have to spill it out. See, because that is our mind's creation. I hope you understand. I'm actually going slow in this lesson because you need to understand this. We all suffer from this in our world. We keep sitting and thinking and thinking and thinking all sorts of wrong things. We live in our mind. And these demons are growing in power. And it doesn't allow us to do anything in our life. Then what do we become? We become weak. We are, we are not able to perform to our highest of the ability. Our productivity goes down. Our efficiency comes down. And we, are, we become very unhappy being. Our heart is filled with darkness. See, this, this whole episode, if you actually imagine right now, it's not happening anywhere outside the world. Outside the world is also happening, but more so inside you. You can see this war happening within you. Why do you allow? Why do you allow these demons to win? So, you know, have you watched people? Sometimes they're so lost in their mind. And you can see from their face, you know, their faces become, you know, somewhat gloomy. It's like my Krishna Guruji will say, as though some person has drunk, you know, he has drank the uh, castor oil in his face. Up here. So, like, sorry, just a fun. So, it, you become like that gloomy. You're angry. Your expressions are very unhappy, you know. There's no cheer on your face. You're, you're just... Seething with anger, bitterness, venom, you know, all that is there. Why do you need it? You don't have to. So how should you overcome? By not letting that mind dwell on the subject or the object. And not allowing the thoughts to come at all. And just focus on all the good things. Then you have to only remember the beautiful things in your life. So distract your mind. Don't dwell on the object. See, the most beautiful word, the weapon here is not to dwell on that object or subject. Because the moment you dwell, you are sure to give rise to Rakta Bija. Please remember, observe yourself and this is bound to happen if you get into that zone. So don't ever do that. And most important, don't spew that out. The moment you say all that, you are actually creating that real demons in your life and destroying the world. So what does Chamunda do? She drinks that blood, the streams of blood. Doesn't allow. So even you... You know, let that go. Just get out of the system and allow the pure thoughts to come. Think beautiful things in this world. That is what will make you win over that evil. The goddess smote Dr. Bija, whose blood was being drunk by Chamunda with spear, thunderbolt, shafts, swords and double-edged swords. Asura, oh, the guardian of the earth, the great Asura, Rakta Bija, hit by a plethora of weapons and devoid of all blood, fell on the lap of the earth. O king, then the gods attained happiness unparalleled. The host of mothers born out of, the, born out of them danced intoxicated with the bouts of the blood. So here ends the 8th of Devi Mahatmyam in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savani, the money. So let us continue with chapter 9.
9th chapter the king said sire wonderful is this narration related by you the glory of devi's deed pertaining to the slaying of the bija i want to hear further what act did shumba and the wrathful nishumba do when rakta bija was felled now who is shumba nishumba shumba demo represents the strength that you know the i can do i know that arrogance who has the power who has taken power not in the righteous manner in a adharmic manner and nishumba has pride i possess everything i am the lord of the triple worlds you know that's how they represent that false pride false ego all that and what are they full of deceit self conceit taking away possessions from people which doesn't rightfully belong to them so what are they following the path of adharma see it represents within us when you do any job in our world we should always follow the path of righteousness that is dharma only go on the path of truth no matter what happens then the divine is always with you but if you take any position power name fame in unrighteous manner your fall is for sure you can't retain that position never in your life will you be able to sustain it for too long you will come you will get destroyed you will go like you there will be many others that is what these two represent as well so they cannot be the god of triple worlds because they are just taken away from the gods okay so they cannot become the gods of triple world but that is what we are talking about how we should not become like them so these kind of rulers even if you look at in the world right somebody goes and conquers another you know country or they take away somebody's land all this is adharmic actions what is rightfully not yours is you should never go in that direction to take that or seek that you should always earn it with your ability you have to work hard and please remember what has to come to you will always come to you nobody can take that away from him but anything any action which is adharmic will put you in a bind even if it is money if you earn by any unrighteous manner you know not the rightful means it will never stay with you for too long please know that whatever it is you have to earn it in the right means alone in the righteous manner following the path of dharma never do anything adharmic in your life so like example giving bribes that is a dharmic action so these things should not be even encouraged and if the person who is receiving that is encouraging then he becomes this you know rich by possession by doing false means and that doesn't sustain for too long so that the destruction happens so always follow a path of dharma alone that is why lord shri krishna in bhagavad gita teaches arjuna this your right is to do your duty alone your right is to work alone don't bother about the you know end result and most important you have to do your duty selflessly by following the path of dharma that is most important and lord shri krishna is teaching you what is that dharma all about likewise this also is a representation that please remember what is not rightfully yours and if you're claiming it it will not stay and you will yourself get destroyed so let us continue when rakta bija was felled and the others killed in battle the asuras shumba and nishumba became exceedingly angry flying into a passion on seeing his great army being slaughtered nishumba rushed forth with the chief forces of the asura in front of him at his back and on his sides great asuras biting their lip in rage advanced for slaying the goddess the great warrior shumba too accompanied by his forces arrived in fury to slay chandika after having fought 
with the mothers. Then there began an intense fight between the goddess on one side and Shumba Nishumba on the other, from whom the volley of arrows was intensely fierce like pourings from two clouds. Chandika, with her shower of arrows, cut asunder their arrows and hit the lords of Asuras on different parts of the body with a stream of weapons. Nishumba took a sharp sword and a shining shield and hit the lion, the superb vehicle of the goddess on the head. When her mount was hit, the goddess soon cut asunder with a sharp-edged arrow, the superb sword and the shield figuring eight moons of Nishumba. When, this, when his sword and his shield were cut asunder, that Asura threw the lance, she cut that also into two as it came towards her with a discus. Then Tasura Nishumba, bloated with anger, seized the spear. The goddess powered, sorry, powdered that also as it came towards her with a blow of her fist. And he whirled his mace and threw it towards Chandika. That too was reduced to ashes, split by her trident. See, so far if you have listened to, he is also using different, different, different weapons. And the goddess is actually destroying all that weapons. So do you see, what does that mean? The, the demons, the evil propensities, you know, tries to create new, 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 new ways to take that power, take that control and fight the gods. But you should understand how to cut that thought asunder, cut that evilness. Even if it comes within you, you have to destroy it by different weapons. That is what this Chandika is doing. And that is the representation of what happens within and outside. We have to have that knowledge and that is what is given to us through these great scriptures which are in codices. We think that some great fight is happening. It's like watching a very powerful movie, you know. It's quite exciting. But this is just an ancient and we feel oh, we are watching like, a, you know, it's a movie or war. How powerful it is. You can just imagine. Your mind can imagine. It has the power to imagine. But it's not about that. It's about how do you overcome this evil. That is what it means. Then the god is struck with a volley of Arrows, that strong and eminent Asura, advancing towards her with a battle axe in his hand and laid him flat on the ground. When his brother, Nishumba, of terrible prowess, was thus laid flat on the ground, Shumba, exceedingly angry, set out to slay Ambika. Standing in his chariot and pervading the entire sky with his incomparable lofty eight, you know, eight arms, holding excellent weapons, he shone. Seeing him advancing, the goddess blew the conch and made a twang with her bowstring, which was simply unbearable. She filled the quarters with the sound of her bell that rang the death knell to the splendor of all the hosts of Asuras. Then the lion filled the sky, the earth and the ten quarters with its loud roars, making the elephants there abandon their wild rut. Thereupon Kali jumped and slapped the sky and the earth with with both her hands. In that sound, all the previous sounds were submerged. Shivduti began her thundering, inauspicious laughter. By those sounds, the Asuras were terrified. Shumba became exceedingly angry. No sooner the mother exclaimed, Stand fast, O wicked one. Then the god stationed in the sky proclaimed, Victory to thee. The lance, flaming fiercely, hurled by the advancing Shumba, was coming like a mount of fire. It was pervaded by a big firebrand. The space between the three worlds was pervaded by Shumba's war cry. O Lord of Earth, dreadf the dreadful 
thunder stroke overpowered it. In hundreds and thousands, they cut with their fierce arrows those of the opponent. The goddess cutting the arrows hurled by Shumba and Shumba cutting the arrows released by Hor. Then the enraged Chandika struck him with the spear. Hit by that, he fell swooning to the ground. Then Nishumba, regaining consciousness, please remember they keep being born again and again. Born means they don't have, they don't die, die. They have immortality and they can be brought to life again. So these demons don't die with this. And they've always been given more power. It's not a power. They, they appear to be very stronger. But you have to fight very hard. It doesn't mean the demons are winning. Please remember the victory is always of the good in this world. Truth always wins. There's always goodness that prevails. That's exactly what even Lord Shri Krishna has mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. There is always, you know, where there is God, that is where there is Lord and Arjuna, there is always goodness, righteousness, victory and glory will always prevail. So please remember, no matter what happens, how powerful you are, the evil propensities within us, the God is the one which will always win. So you have to make that God empowered within you and win this, win over this evil within yourself and in the world as well. Then Nishumbari, gaining conscious, took his bow and smote with his arrows, the goddess Kali and the lion. Again, the lord of the Asuras, son of Diti, creating for himself 10,000 arms, covered Chandika with 10,000 discus. Then the goddess Durga, the destroyer of pains and perils, became angry and cut asunder those discuses and those arrows with her own arrows. Then Nishumba, accompanied by the army of the Asuras, swiftly taking his mace, rushed forward to kill Chandika. As he was rushing, Chandika, with a sharp-edged sword, broke the mace to pieces, and he seized the spear. Chandika smote in the heart with a spear, hurled with speed, Nishumba, the afflictor of the gods, who was coming towards her with a spear in hand. From his heart pierced, uh, sorry, from his heart pierced by the spear emerged another person of great strength and of great valor, exclaiming, Stop! As he emerged, the goddess laughed noisily and cut off his head with her sword. So he fell to the ground. Then the lion, gro then the lion ground the necks of Asuras with its fierce teeth and ate them up. Likewise, Kali and Shivaduti ate the others. Certain great Asuras perished pierced by the lance of Kaumari. Others were repulsed by the water sanctified by the mantra of Brahmini. Some others were cut asunder by the trident of Maheshwari and fell. Certain Asuras were smashed to powder on the ground by the assault of Varahi's snout. The Asuras were cut into bits and pieces by the discus of Vaishnavi. Similarly, others were dealt with by the thunderbolt released from the forepart of Aindri's hand. Some Asuras perished, some fled from the great battle. Others were devoured by Kali, Shivaduti and Lord of Animals. So thus, this is how they were all killed. So, so far they have not died yet, okay. But you, we have already come to the end of the ninth chapter. But what does it tell you? It tells you that you need all these great forces within you. That gods are already there. You know, the weapons are there. But the demons always become powerful and powerful. Given that they have the power to be, you know, power of immortality. Which means they can be brought back from there. When if they are dead, they can be brought back to life. 
so they again rise within you. So what does it mean? You have to use that immense strength. You have to use all the weapons to overcome them continuously. Never get relaxed. Never allow to think, oh, I've been able to overcome. The moment even you think I've been able to overcome, please remember you've already fallen. The demon has already overtaken you actually. That's how it works. So be very careful. Always be aware and know one very important lesson that you are that Devi. You have all these power potencies within you and don't think you are incapable of doing anything or you are incapable of achieving anything. And if you have heard in the last previous chapter also, the way the Shumbha, um, you know, Nishumba address, you know, pull that, drag that woman by her tresses, you know, by her hair, sorry, not tresses, by her hair. That's very derogatory way of addressing a Devi. And today in our world, also we, we, we get looked upon like that. So don't allow these demons to ever, you know, look at you like that. It's both within and outside as well. So understand that you are this great being and take your position, which is rightfully yours. Nobody has to give it to you. It's, all, it's you alone who has to recognize and understand and become this great Devi. Let the world know your greatness. So please rise above and become that Devi. Let us destroy all the evil that is there within us with this power of Shakti which is vested within us. Let us unravel this hidden potential and become this Devi Mahatmya. So here we end, here ends the ninth of Devi Mahatmya in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savarni the Manu. Thank you for joining the Devi Mahatmya Parayan. Wishing you all once again a very happy Navratri. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha, Om Shri Gurudev Datta, Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru, Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai, Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya, Digambara Digambara, Shripad Vallabha Digambara, Om Shri Krishna Guru Nathanathai, Shri Guru Ve Namaha, Om Devi Durugaya Namaha, Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu, Krishna Mande Jagadguru.